welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I chat to Disney cast members from all walks of life and, of course, all walks of magic. For today's episode, I'll be chatting with the lovely Becca, who sprinkled her pixie dust at Disney's Magic Kingdom. Hi, Becca. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Amazing. You? Not bad, not bad. Living the dream over here, you know, trying to spread some magic. But um, we're going to do it. I can feel it. We're going to we're gonna hit that ma- that magic goal today. But um, tell us where you are in the country, Becca. Um, I'm currently in Bournemouth doing my final year of uni. Or Amazing. Yeah, yeah, Zoom uni. Yeah, that's the new thing, isn't it? It's like when you go through UCAS, it's like, is this not, is this actually uni or is it Zoom uni? Like, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get that down. But we're not here to talk about COVID or any of that stuff. We're here to talk about Disney. So let's get started. Um, what was your inspiration for applying for the programme? Like, was it some, did it start with like a love for Disney from a young age? Um, well, I think I've always loved Disney. Like, I think every kid grows up like watching Disney films and I remember vividly having like a Cinderella Castle like toy set as a kid. Um, but I guess I loved it kind of just as much as the next person, but it wasn't until uh, 2016, me and my sister had been begging my parents to take us to Florida for like five years at this point. Yeah. Um, so they took us to Florida finally in 2016. So that was my first experience of a Disney park. I went when I was three to Paris, but I obviously don't remember it. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my first thing. And it wasn't until we were there that I kind of realized how much I loved it as like, just somewhere to be. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just loved everything about that trip. It was just so good. So how, how old were you at that point? I was 17. So how did you find, like, that's your first time you've been to Disney World as a 17 year old, because I remember being, maybe that's like a good age, because I remember being like, 12 or 13 the first time I went and I was like oh I don't need Disney Universal it's got all the cool rides and stuff but I mean probably by the time you're 17 I mean don't get me wrong now I'm like give me Disney any day but <laughs> like when you're I think when you're in that those like moody teenage years you're like no I just want to go on the big rides and that's it and who cares about magic um and then and then yeah you hit a certain age did you feel like by the point you got to 17 you were like okay this is this is my place yeah I could definitely tell the difference so like at the time I was 17 my younger sister was 13 or 12 right yeah um, she was definitely going through her like moody teenage phase yeah <laughs> she, like she obviously really enjoyed it still like she loved the rides and like the food and like all that sort of stuff but obviously as you know going on Disney trip you have quite a lot of early mornings and late nights and that is something that my sister could not deal with oh I really at that point because yeah I was kind of used to going up early for like college and stuff so it didn't really bother me and at the end of the day I was so excited to be there that yeah of course like an issue whereas my sister was definitely more like I want to have a lion um I mean we also did we didn't just do Disney we did Universal we did like Kennedy Space Center yeah um we went beaches like we did a whole like mixture of of course yeah but yeah, I think yeah, I could definitely tell the difference between myself and my sister. Like, had I gone at her age, maybe I would have felt the same in terms yeah. of like, being a bit moody and stuff. But of course. yeah, I do feel like I went at the right age. Because also it means I can remember it. Like, I can remember pretty much every day of the trip because Literally. I was old enough to... And do you know what as well? I think like when you're that, obviously we're here to talk about being a cast member. And I think that like when you're in like a 17, 18 year old age, that's when you start to actually realise that, okay, these aren't just people serving me in the shop. Like these are actually people that really care about their job. Like they, you can tell that they're loving what they're doing. They want us to have a great time. Um, But yeah, so you, you go on this big trip and then you decide to do the the summer programme while you're at uni. Was it a pretty smooth sailing process throughout the, through the interviews? Um, not really. So basically, by the time we got back from our trip, 
I still didn't really know that someone from the UK could go and work in Disney. Like I didn't right. know. Um, obviously, we'd been to like we've been to Epcot, we've been to the UK Club, and like seen everyone. But I just yeah. didn't. It didn't click for me that that was something that. Of I course. Um, and it wasn't until I was in my first year of uni, like during that first summer holidays, my dad sent me a link to an article that was like here's how you can go and work in Disney and it was an article about the CRP and basically ever since we got back from that trip I've been talking about wanting to go back again of course yeah um, like as you do um so I was looking at the article like oh my god I really want to do this but like realistically right now I can't have a year out of uni like that's just not gonna happen yeah. um so I was kind of talking about it like oh, I would love to do it and like I'm actually annoyed that you've shown me this because now I want to do it but I can't um, and I was talking to one of my friends about it at the time and she was like oh I'm pretty sure there's one you can do that's like just over the summer and I was like right sign me up I'm there get me there <laughs> um, and weirdly enough the day she sent me the link was the day the applications opened I'm pretty sure so it was perfect timing um, and I just remember spending like the entire day trying to write my cover letter and like making sure everything was perfect and yeah doing the little like form that yummy jobs make you do and I'm oh yeah like, I, i'm gonna do this i was this so is, determined yeah definitely so i obviously like applied sent it off i didn't think much of it because i was like realistically how many people are actually going to apply for this like i'm not even going to get a response like i didn't realize that it was it worked the way that it did yeah so i was just you know waiting for it and i remember i was working in a pub at the time over the summer and i got a response to say that i'd had it been accepted for a pre-screen and I remember looking at it thinking this can't be real surely not like what not me like it's it's that thing to be like this is they've sent the wrong email or something isn't it yeah like this is a scam like yeah Um, I remember going into work and like telling everyone they were just like why would you want to do that like they just (laughs) (laughs) but you but I mean you got it you ended up getting the job you ended up doing it um do you remember where you were when you got that email saying you're going to be going out there Becca yeah I do I remember it so clearly so I was in my second year flat at the time for my housemates and I was weirdly enough showing my boyfriend my videos from my 2016 Disney trip which I have never watched back after I edited them I'd never watched them back yeah so I was like showing him the first one just because I knew that people were getting emails and I was like starting to get a bit excited but also trying not to get my hopes up yeah of course yeah, and I was like 30 seconds maybe into the first vlog of like the travel day. Again, literally hadn't watched these since I filmed them. Um, and on the corner of my laptop screen, the like congratulations email popped up and I fully just paused the video and was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. That's like, that's like fate that that happened right then. Like what a, what a moment for it to happen. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy moment. I just remember thinking like, how how have yeah. I got this because in my opinion I don't think my pre-screen went amazingly well really? my first interview I was 20 minutes late because the tube had stopped like no. it was a whole thing like I was at the point where I was like it's not gonna happen like yeah. it's not yeah but um, it did that's that's yeah. the main thing you got there and um yeah. I'm quite excited to talk about the location you worked in because we've not had this on the show yet and it's Okay, let's start from the beginning. So <laughs> you find out where you're working. Let's tell us where um where you worked in your summer program and how you felt when you got that location. Okay, so I knew that I was going to be quick service because yeah. that's what I've been told. I was fine with that because that's basically all the experience I've ever had. Like yeah. previous jobs. 
um that was kind of my top choice just because I knew that I was most likely to get that one so yeah I was kind of okay with that and then I found out that my location was going to be Cosmic Rays Starlight Cafe in Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom it was a mix of emotions because I was like Magic Kingdom that's amazing like that's the dream obviously yeah. and do you know what like one of the best things about Magic Kingdoms for me like to be able to get that on the college program was the Utilidors like to get to walk through the Utilidors that's something you cannot do oh my god that was the highlight of the program for sure yeah the highlight but yeah and I remember like seeing the location and to be honest I hadn't really heard of Cosmic Rays before because when I'd been with my family we didn't tend to eat in the parks too much yeah um so we hadn't really used quick service before so I was like okay I don't know what this place is yeah I was like googling it photos of it like oh god <laughs> like, I was looking at the costume and I was messaging other people that had also been put there and they were basically saying the same thing of like oh my god that place is so busy apparently it's a really bad place to work I, was like, I don't I don't think I've seen a quick service busier than that before it's so fun fact it is actually the busiest quick service restaurant in the whole world wow in the whole yeah. world yeah it fluctuates between <laughs> first and second between that and Tokyo McDonald's no way <laughs> that's mad so yeah. yeah so you see but, you, but you're like I mean you're going on a Disney program that's the thing like, I'm sure yeah. there was a there was the part of you so it was like you know what this is going to be great anyway right yeah exactly I wasn't too bothered like people were saying so much bad stuff about it and I was like you know what you're not gonna know until you get there you might get there and really love it like yeah you just don't know do you like you might have just heard someone's bad experience like of course. it is a job at the end of the day someone is gonna have a bad experience yeah. it goes um so yeah it wasn't until I kind of first got to Florida and I was like talking to car- other cast members in the parks and I was like oh I'm, g- I'm gonna be working here soon like, I'm so excited and they'd be asking like where I'm working and I'd say and the reaction every time was just like their faces just dropped oh no, <laughs> oh, no. and they would just look at me and be like good luck <laughs> Like you poor thing, <laughs> it's gonna be rough. Um, so t- t- talk me through it. Like obviously Disney, the the training process at Disney is quite rigorous. Like you do get trained up. Um, as like I think I don't think I've ever been trained as well as I in a job before as well as I have been at Disney. Um, how was the training process and what were you after like hearing all these things about Cosmic Rays? What was the thought process while you were training as well? Like can I like was it like a, can I do this? Can I not do this? Well, to be honest, I kind of got there and I was obviously very nervous on the first day. I think everyone's quite nervous on their first day, but I got into like the little training room where you go and do like your online learning and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And as I was going through it, I was sort of thinking like, okay, this isn't too dissimilar from like the job I had when I worked in a fish and chip shop. And I was trying to think back to that because that job that I had when I was like 16, 17, that was really busy and intense. Yeah. So I was like, surely it's going to be like similar to that, like very fast paced. But I was kind of thinking about it in a positive way, thinking, well, if it is going to be really busy, at least the shifts will go by fast. Um, and it's not going to be somewhere that's like really quiet all of the yeah, time. Exactly. Um, and like, I'll get to meet loads of people and like, I was yeah. trying to see the positives with it, definitely. Um, so we did our like online training and then we went like out and like met the other customers working there and were like being shown around like drinks machines like how to do filler like all of that sort of stuff um and I was kind of like okay this isn't awful like it's busy but yeah I feel like it'll be fine um the weirdest part for me was the fact that I was the only um UK CEP that was behind the counter so like doing filler doing drinks everyone else were um like out on the floor 
um like doing tables like greeting guests like that kind of thing yeah so that was kind of the weirdest part I think the fact that I was the only UK person it was between me and like a ton of Canadian CPs and a ton of French CPs who all ended up being lovely but it was just very weird like I've never heard I've never heard of a um CP in Cosmic Rays like this is the first for me like it like it's like as in UK anyway like it's it's it seems like a rare location to get which is also pretty cool as well I mean it is run by CPs that place like right there was every single person there was on a college program of some wow, sort. Like, really, there was a couple of full time, part times, but they were like the adults, so like leaders, coordinators. Like, they were a lot more kind of higher up than we were. Yeah. Um, it was pretty much just run by CPs, which wow. was pretty fun to be honest, because I met loads of people. Yeah, and definitely, and that's the thing because it is such a large location. Like, you are just going to meet tons and tons and tons of people, whereas some people end up having to to do that move around to loads of different locations which they've still had a great experience doing that as well but the fact that you you've got a base you're going to meet all these people over the course of your summer amazing also you're in the magic kingdom Tomorrowland. like it's a it's a it's a great place to be still um was it stressful like was it a stressful experience working there yes it definitely definitely was there were days when you'd wake up and think oh not this again like <laughs> not in like a really horrific way but no. like you're tired you know yeah, like it's during a Disney program but I think having that job was just intense like you're on your feet all the time yeah. like there is no stopping and looking back I am glad that I had a busy location because I would definitely rather that than be like I guess around yeah standing around and being like a bit bored when like yeah. you know that your friends are out having fun like exactly you know like, I feel like it was I did prefer it being busy, but there were days when it was like intense. Like I remember anytime it rained or like there was a really bad storm, everyone for some reason would just think it was like the place to go. I mean, just... full disclosure, I've definitely done that before as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, but yeah, like I think the the one of the most interesting parts about Cosmic Rays is am I right in saying it's got it's got three loading they call it a loading dock, right? Yeah, loading uh, right. Uh, loading bay and how, what's the rotation with that like are you just set to one per shift or or do you rotate around those those loading um, bays so I know they used to do it differently they used to like when they a couple of years ago they used to do it so that each bay was a different type of food that they served um but I honestly think they just got so busy that they just decided to serve all of the food like at each bay so Generally, bays two and three would always be open, like all day, every day, up until the close. Yeah. Bay one would only be open if it was like really crazy. So like the 4th of July, that kind of thing, like when the park is like at capacity. Yeah. Um, or if there's like an event on or something. So generally, I'd either be on bay two or three. Bay two would usually be it because that's like the main one. Like it's always guaranteed to be open. Um, and my roles would kind of go between being a filler so putting the right orders on the right trays and getting out to guests um doing drinks so literally just filling drinks orders they come yeah. up on like a little screen just just fill them up basically which I like doing if I was like feeling tired and not in like a chatty mood um and the other one we could have had was mobile order so like obviously when you order on your phone yeah. um and then guests and you give them their food through the order. The worst part about that was having to like say the guest names over like a microphone or like a tannoy thing. No. 
It's so awkward. So, yeah, so obviously you have Sonny Eclipse in his little room doing yeah, his thing. Of doing his little... Yeah. If you were talking over the tannoy, you would be louder than he would be. So everyone can hear you. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so when you have a name it's really hard to pronounce, that is not fun. And I tried to get out of that task a lot of times because <laughs> it just wasn't the one. Um, so yeah, generally I'd rotate between Phyllis, uh, bay two and three, and then like whatever task needed doing. Right. On that bay, like you'd have like three fillers, two two people doing drinks, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it kind of like the system worked well. Like it was a very organized system most of the time. I mean, I think I think there's only um, I, the only quick service I've worked in it in Disney World is the Chippy in the UK Pavilion, which is obviously a very basic location. We sell like one thing pretty much like yeah. and a couple of like snacks um and I can't imagine firstly having all of those things going on as well as it being imagining them as well as and like like you said organization is key but there's only so much organization you can do especially with how unpredictable guests can be you don't know like you can get tour groups come in and have like 100 people at one time you can have like you could I mean I'm sure you were never quiet were you like I'm sure it was constantly busy <laughs> constantly busy um but it's all part of the experience at the end of the day and like I think it it's it's quite nice to go in with a completely unexpected location. I yeah, think for anyway. Sure. I think anyway. I feel like it definitely is what you make of it as well. Like everyone can say whatever they want about Cosmic Rays and like how busy it is and how crazy it is and how it's not a great place to work. But like there were days that were really good as well. Like you don't it's not always like crazy stressful. And I think once you get used to the fact that it is always going to be a little bit intense, maybe a little bit more intense than what you were hoping for or what the locations are like from like what your like uh, roommates and stuff have been saying definitely every job is different um and like some days are better than others like you said tour groups we had it was like the key spot for tour groups for some reason I think because the food is so basic and there's so much choice it's American like food it's, isn't it it's like it is Amer- it's like American food down for the ground mac and cheese chicken nuggets burgers etc yeah Oh my God, I've just it's said like, chicken nuggets and all I can think of right now is Disney chicken nuggets and that's all I want in my life like <laughs> literally just give me all the chicken nuggets um but yeah I want to jump on to um another big part of the program which is Disney housing um I always say yeah. RIP Disney housing gone but never forgotten sad times um <laughs> so sad so devastating was the worst part of last year other than the pandemic you know um <laughs> but what um what uh, housing complex did you live in and what how did you find living in America after going on holiday there did you find it a different experience um so I lived in Vista Way well, yeah. I feel like it's just right it is Vista Way um always um <laughs> It was my top choice purely because it didn't have bunk beds. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Um, we were really lucky. We got our top choice complex, top choice apartment type. We got put with the people that we selected. Like, we were really lucky um, back there. So I was in a two bedroom, four person. So it was two beds in each room, which worked right. out perfectly. It was really yeah. good. Um, living in America generally, I quite enjoyed. The only thing that I was like shocked, I don't think I was shocked by, but like it took me by surprise more than I thought yeah. it would, is how hard it is to actually eat properly. Like when you go to Walmart, do your food shops, especially when you can't drive and yeah. you have to rely on Transtar to get you to Walmart and back. 
no, no. <laughs> not a good time at all like I would highly recommend teaming up with some people getting an uber like 100% you do not want to rely on the buses because I, there was so many times publics I would be like waiting for like half an hour after the time it's supposed to be there the bus is a nightmare but I know yeah. what you mean about the food and stuff like I would buy fruit and veg and it would go bad within like a few days like it would it would be pointless I'm pretty sure my diet like consisted of pasta with like some frozen veg like just boiled in with it because that's the best I could do um I generally gave up cooking for myself I honestly ate mostly in the parks or um I went to Wendy's a lot which is a downside to living next door to Wendy's yeah all the time <laughs> so true the five for five like where you can just get like five things for five dollars absolute nightmare I, I mean I do think that's something to be really cautious of when you're going to program because Doing it for two months or three months, however long you were there for, is one thing. But I was there for a year and I ate out every day from January to September. Um, so like that's that's like nine months of of eating fatty American food in like Olive Garden and Ale House and Cheesecake Factory. And then like once you've done that for so long, you're like, oh my God, like what is wrong with me? Yeah, fully. So I remember like at first being like, it's okay, like I'm getting loads of exercise running on the parks every day, like I'm drinking loads of water, like yeah. good. And then it got to like when we had maybe like just under a month left and I had like ulcers in my mouth and I was like, What is this? Like, am I getting ill? Um and my friend asked her mum who was a nurse and turns out I was like it was like mal- malnourishment ulcers. Wow. <laughs> yeah we just won't talk about my diet right now because literally it's- literally it's so scary though isn't it when you think like we I do think that America just pumps a lot of their food with sugar as well generally speaking obviously you can you can buy a normal food in America but that's like it's it, it's also when it comes to working Disney hours they're so varied and obviously late hours it's sometimes just easier to do it to go and eat where the hell you want um but yeah, I would I would agree with you on the food situation. Like it's it's rough. Yeah, I think as well. Like eating and living in America is one thing, but Orlando is like its own separate thing. Like they're just doing their own thing over there. Like I yeah. feel like Orlando is like based around tourists. So yeah, a lot of like Walmart, Target, Publix. Like most of their stock is like here's a sugar cookie because you're British and you've never tried literally one. literally like, that. Focused more on tourists than people yeah. generally. I think and especially when you're not there for very long like it's hard to find good spots to do decent shopping and like get decent meals and stuff because it is so targeted at tourists who are there for like two three weeks do you know where I will shout out it is it is far out but Trader Joe's um which is near Universal is prime spot for like good healthy food that's gonna last a while absolutely love Trader Joe's also there, there is a Whole Foods and a Universal as well but also like you don't want to be going to Universal to your food shop like yeah. not I at all if I was there for a year I definitely would like yeah. branch out and actually you say that food. Becca but you uh, definitely would be in Olive Garden every day like I was 100% <laughs> um I I want to jump onto guest experience because um, I'm curious to know whether there were many opportunities for you to make magic in Cosmic Grey's being such a busy location. Did you have any stand-up guest experiences? Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, like, as I keep saying, like, it is what you make of it. And I think yeah. every now and again, you will just meet a guest who, and it will, like, really stick with you. I remember the one story I always tell people is there was this guy who came in and to this day, I'm still not 100% sure. It might have been Tim Tracker, but I don't know if it was because at the time... I didn't really know who he was 
but it might have been, but it also might not have been. We're going to go with it was, you know. Let's just go with it was for the sake of the story. <laughs> so he was in um, Cosmic Rays getting some food, which makes you think that it wasn't Tim Tracker because, like, would he really go to Cosmic Rays? Anyway, <laughs> he was ordering, like, some drinks and whatever. Um, he was like, yeah, me and my wife are about to go film our gender reveal, which, again, makes me think that it might have been. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, that's really cool. Like, he was so excited about it. Um he was like, you're the only person we've really told about this. Like, no one knows that we're doing this. Um, he was like, we're like so excited to tell our friends and family. And I was like, I was so honoured that he was yeah. telling me. Like, I'm just a random person. Um, so as like a little like treat, I gave him a slushy because it was pink and a cake pop because it was blue, like for free, just as like a magic moment. Um, I gave him to him, I was like, oh, now you can celebrate with whichever one it is. Like, there you go. That's so cute. Um, yeah and like I just kind of it made me really happy like it made my day basically and then about 20 minutes later I kind of forgotten about it like I was serving other guests and he came back in and he gave me a pin um like to say thank you so that was definitely like a very wholesome moment that is adorable that's so sweet and do you know what it is things like that that really make us um I think as cast members and as guests really appreciate the magic like um that we can give out the the whole point of being a cast member is to be there to spread magic and you can't do that in many jobs so like you said it is what you make it it doesn't matter what location you're in you are still in charge of what your program is and I mean it yeah, sounds like exactly. you went in like I'm gonna make this everything because it might only happen once exactly and like of course for the most part I only got like 30 seconds to a minute with each guest because you're just handing them their food then they're going yeah but like on a quiet day or if they're waiting for their food for a while and you're like talking to them for a bit you've got like a minute or so to talk to them it is really nice I remember there was a guy who he was in his like 80s or something he was you know like I don't I don't think he was with like grandkids or anything he was with his wife um and he came over and basically said that he worked at the opening of Tomorrowland Speedway like when it first opened no way um, and so he, yeah, and him and his wife and the friends that they met whilst working there go back every year for a reunion trip and that was their reunion trip that's and they were sat in cosmic yeah and I again it was like quite a quiet day which is very unusual but like it did happen sometimes um and so I was able to go and like sit and chat with them for a while and like talk about their experience like working there and what it was like and then he was sort of saying how like we're filling in their shoes and oh it was so wholesome so cute do you know what they like I'll, I'll just repeat what I just said that like it is those moments that really separate it from any other job like there's not the it's fair especially in the UK with our like cynical British isms that we have like we we're so um until we get like into MCO airport and we step out and it's like step into the heat we're so anti like as uh, just as a culture I'm not talking about person personally but as a culture we're like oh that'd be weird if like you if you like went and spoke to the person in a restaurant about their like especially in a quick service but no that's what it's all about that's what we love about it like I love that yeah, there is there are some moments when you're like you catch yourself saying something and you're like, oh my god, that was really cringy. Like, <laughs> I would never do that at home. Um, and I think as well, like it is the case of because you're away from home, you're not with anyone that knows you from home particularly. Yeah. Like you can just be like this completely different person who's clean slate. So yeah, and it's just so nice to have that. And you know, you can like go and tell guests to have a magical day without like one of your friends from home being like you're so weird like, yeah. you 
What's um? I know you said that a highlight of your program was the Utilidors. Is there? Is this? I'm gonna, I'm gonna because we've already used that one. I'm gonna make you say another one, Becca. So another highlight of your program. Um, I think the main highlight of my program was being able to watch Happily Ever After every single night, or at least be able to hear it every single night. Because generally, I worked like night shifts. Like I would yeah. work from three till close or something like that, or like five till close or something. Um, so I was always there during Happily Ever After, and generally that would always be a quiet point like there might yeah. be like a few parents popping in to get some water or like getting drinks for when it's over and their kids are out whatever um but generally there's not too many people inside and we would like sing along and like we'd dance around and like we'd obviously have to start like cleaning stuff down and you know preparing for clothes but at the same time you have like that half an hour of like just fun um and you can like sync up after and we used to like line up and do the can-can and it was just really fun it's amazing like again that's one of those things that like I I think I took for granted I like as the year went on the illuminations was literally playing in front of me while I was like stressing about oh I haven't got someone's bill to them quick enough or I haven't like got them the water they asked for I haven't got their coffee ready and I'm like that doesn't like my advice to myself if I ever went back on a second CRP or I've got the chance to would be like take a chill pill like like you said take your time with the trays people don't need trays yet like they can wait for the trays they can wait for their coffee like it's about taking everything in because it is an experience like no other and these little things like talking to guests like having fireworks outside your work every single night it's one in a million and I think as well like even from a guest point of view in terms of like watching illuminations and like you were saying about getting the like the bills out to them in time they're probably not thinking about that because they're so engrossed in the fact that there's yeah. literally fireworks like right next to their table like I think they're not going to be as worried like had it been like the middle of the day and they've got like a fast pass fair enough but like they're literally just taking time out of their day to watch illuminations like it doesn't matter exactly oh Becca I want to be back so bad um but <laughs> I've got one final question for you and it's a hard one but I know we'd all love to be playing in the Disney parks right now so if you could go to any Disney park resort cruise line area anywhere Disney in the world right now where would you go and what would you do oh so I think Disneyland California has to be up there because it's the OG and yeah. I was meant to go next year who knows if it's going to happen oh I hope so um but I think I would love to be back in Florida doing like a reunion trip with everyone from my program um like drinking around the world because none of us were old enough to do that when we went the first time so I would love to be doing that right now that would be dream. well I mean I hope more than anything that we can all get back to there doing what we love sooner rather than later I think that um I think it's funny that you say about like a reunion trip because I think as soon as the floodgates open everyone's going to come pouring in like it's literally going to be like all of us cast members are going to be like First flight to Orlando, please, because it is, it's a second home for us. Like the, no matter how long, how much time we spend there, it really is just the best time ever. But yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing the Disney journey with us, Becca. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been so excited about this. <laughs> I know, I'm so excited too. It's been, it's been so lovely. And, um, and yeah, like I said, first time Cosmic Rays, don't judge a location by its cover because it is where you make exactly. it, right? Love it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's all we've got time for. So just a huge thank you to Becca, everyone. Woo! <laughs> uh, so this has been another episode of Confessions of the Disney Castle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they're just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic, everyone, and bye for now.